Listener Production. Australia Today's Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Thursday, the 8th of December. One of the terrorists behind the deadly Bali bombings has walked free from prison, serving just 12 years of his 20-year sentence. Umar Patek spent years on the run before being sentenced to 20 years behind bars for his role in making the bombs that were used in the terror attacks in 2002 that killed more than 200 people, including 88 Australians. Indonesian authorities say the 52-year-old has fulfilled special requirements and has been released on good behaviour. Paul Vanny from the Coogee Dolphins Football Club in Sydney, a team that lost many plays in the terror attacks, has told the ABC he's devastated about Patek's early release. For an assassin who manufactured that bomb that killed all of those people, including six of my very close friends, for him to be released from prison in 10 years is just incomprehensible. The Australian government made a number of diplomatic pleas for Patek not to be released. In other news this Thursday morning, Australia's energy ministers will meet today in Brisbane to discuss plans to try to secure electricity supplies and reduce soaring power bills. It's ahead of tomorrow's important National Cabinet meeting, where state and territory leaders will also meet to discuss the current crisis. The PM is pushing for a cap on prices, but many premiers are divided, with some calling for compensation with the revenue that would be lost. Meantime, former Deputy Prime Minister Barnaby Joyce is among a group of Australian MPs in Taiwan set to meet with the country's president today. Mr Joyce telling the ABC strengthening our trade relations is crucial. This is a ritual. Australians have been coming here in delegations for as long as I've been in Parliament and hopefully a long time in the future. And, um, you know, we'll let the discussion go where it may. To Queensland now and thousands of residents are without power this morning after wild storms hit many parts of the state overnight. It comes as a heatwave continues to see soaring temperatures across many suburbs. Our reporter Amelia Oberhardt has the details from our Brisbane newsroom. Yes, thanks, Tash. Well, more than 22,000 customers are without power in southeast Queensland this morning following wild weather overnight. Wild winds and heavy rain lashed the southeast from around midnight, with storms continuing on this morning. It's as a heatwave sweeps across the Sunshine State, entering its third day, with Queensland in for yet another scorcher. Temps will climb to 37 in Brisbane today and up to 44 in Birdsville. It is tipped, though, to be the final day of the low-intensity heatwave. Industrial Relations Minister Grace Grace is reminding employees to have plans in place to keep workers safe. The Workplace Health and Safety Queensland website's got guidance on managing the risk of heat stress and it includes managing the work environment and what you can do, you know, clothing, shade, adequate water, all of that kind of stuff. To WA now and a new twist in the ongoing fight by the state's nurses for better pay and conditions. Our reporter Alicia McFarlane has the latest from Perth. That's right. The Nursing Federation is changing the tactics of its campaign for a better wages deal by ditching mass strikes. Nurses will instead revert to things like disrupting political press conferences. The union says it's an aim to make the state government feel as uncomfortable as the patients currently in our health system. The move follows strikes last month, something State Secretary Janet Ray says she doesn't regret. We made our point. I think the strike had to be had and the rally, it definitely put out there the feelings of the nurses and midwives and it was cathartic in a lot of ways and educational in others. 
now for the latest in business and finance news. We're joined this morning by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we mentioned earlier, the pressure is certainly on the Albanese government to deliver a plan to ease the pain of soaring power bills, with National Cabinet, of course, meeting tomorrow. But some states and territories are not on board with the PM's ambitious plan. Yeah, and the reason is pretty simple, Tash. The Queensland government makes enormous money out of slugging miners. That's far put it in a nutshell, telling us that Queensland is digging in against any revenue shortfall caused by temporary caps on coal and gas designed to lower power prices and is insisting that the state be compensated as it unveils a $5.2 billion budget surplus built on coal royalties. Federal Cabinet meets on the final plan tomorrow with Queensland, New South Wales and SA not on board with the plan right now, which means we have to keep enduring higher power bills. It will be very interesting to see what comes out of that meeting tomorrow. And also talking about experts, Peter, interest rate rises. The focus is on whether we are set to see the cash rate increase again and then subsequently interest rates next year. That's right. After Tuesday's cash rate rise of 0.25% from the RBA, many economists and money market experts have penciled in two more 0.25% rate rises next year, taking the cash rate to 3.6%. Now, that's half a percent higher. However, the CBA's economics team is tipping only one will happen as they believe past eight rises in eight months will show that the economy is slowing and inflation is also falling. Meanwhile, AMP's Chief Economist Shane Oliver thinks it's possible that the RBA has done enough with its interest rate hikes. Borrowers will hope he is right. Yeah, absolutely. And Peter, stocks overseas have been falling for three days out of four. Please explain this, but you can blame <laughs> good economic news? Yeah, well, OS and local stocks have had a great October and November, and that was driven by data saying that inflation was falling because the US and our economy were slowing. That's bad news generally. That meant interest rate rises were close to the top. But this week, the US has received very positive economic news, which not only has stock market players thinking that more than expected rate rises lie ahead, but worse still, these rate rises could create a US recession, which would be really bad for share prices. Yeah, absolutely. Peter, thank you. Cheers. Time for sport now with Josh Conway and Josh. David Warner has released a bombshell statement ahead of today's day-night test against the West Indies. Yeah, and it threatens to overshadow the test match. Warner took the social media overnight to officially withdraw from the process to overturn his lifetime leadership ban and lashed Cricket Australia while doing so. The batter was, of course, handed this ban following Sam Papergate a few years ago but has obviously since returned to the Aussie side. But Warner appears set to never captain an Australian national or domestic side again after pulling out, saying he was offended by comments from the review panel, adding they were trying to publicly lynch he and his family by going back over the events of 2018 and not focusing on his remorse or rehabilitation since. Warner saying his family is more important. It comes as the pink ball test does get underway in Adelaide today. Scott Boland has replaced injured skipper Pat Cummins in the eleven with Steve Smith to captain, but he's not looking for the job full-time. Getting older, I'm 33, 34 next year. I'm not going to play forever, so whenever they want me to stand in and, and do a game here or there, I'm, I'm more than happy to, but um, yeah, Paddy's the man. And a former Test star has put the spotlight on keeper Alex Carey, 
Stuart Clark telling listeners Willow talk he needs to lift behind the stumps. Alex Carey didn't have the best game behind the stumps, I don't think. Certainly on the last day. He's a better player than that Alex Carey and mm. he hasn't shown it yet. I want to see him take that spot and just run with it. You can, of course, catch every ball live on the listener app today. And Josh, the AFL has finally locked in their version of Magic Rounds, but it will go under a different name. It will be called Gather Round. An interesting play on words there. All nine matches of round five will be played in South Australia in 2023 as they follow the NRL's lead. And just to the round ball game, the quarterfinals at the Soccer World Cup are set. The final eight will kick off from Saturday. And Football Australia has confirmed they want Graham Arnold to continue on as Socceroos coach after our epic campaign in Qatar. FA Chief James Johnson telling Fox Sports... Arnie is still their man. Yeah, of course I would. I mean, he's done a fantastic job. Um, but of course, uh, with the success of the team, the stakes uh, have gone up. His value has gone up. But so too have the Socceroos. And that is what is making news across the sporting world. Josh, thanks so much. And Ukraine's President Vladimir Zelensky has been named Time Magazine's Person of the Year. The award is for a person or event that's had the most international influence over the past 12 months. Mr Zelensky has inspired many around the world as a leader during the Russian invasion of his country. Time Magazine's war correspondent Simon Schuster says the Ukrainian president is a leader no one has seen before. His career before he went into politics in 2019 was as a comedian, uh, as a movie producer, an actor. He made fun of the politicians that he ended up replacing. Why do you want to be president? To change everything in Ukraine. Zelensky came to power promising to be from outside the system, not corrupted by the the oligarchs, the wealthy and self-serving elites. And I think many people voted because they believed that the president that they saw on that TV show would be the president that Zelensky would become things were more complicated. The magazine's editor says this year's decision was the most clear-cut in memory, adding Mr Zelensky's success as a wartime leader has relied on the fact that courage is contagious. And that's all you need to know to start your day with Australia Today's morning agenda in your podcast feed from 7am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode on a whole new world of audio by downloading the Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day and we'll see you tomorrow. 